It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Grizzlies, your daily Memphis Grizzlies podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Grizzlies show. As always, I'm your host, Mark King. For this show, we got another good show for you. Well, depends on how you think about it, good or bad. Uh, <laughs> the Grizzlies lose again to the Milwaukee Bucks last night. We'll uh, basically break down that game this episode. We'll hear from some players, uh, as many players as I was able to talk to in the locker room last night, kind of what they had to say. Uh, I, I don't have JB's press conference. I think everybody's probably already seen that. But I'll give you uh, kind of an idea of what he talked about as well. Uh, we'll talk about all those things and more coming up on today's show. Uh, if you're not following the, uh, the the show on Twitter, make sure you follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnGrizz. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at King underscore producer. Uh, go like the Facebook page on, uh, for the show, facebook.com slash LockedOnGrizzlies. Uh, and also make sure you're getting your questions in for next week's Monday mailbag. Those questions um, will uh, really help out the show. So make sure you're getting those in. You can DM those to me. You can uh, send those to, uh, on Twitter to me publicly if you want. You can uh, email them to me. You can send me messages on Facebook. Uh, email is LockedOnGrizz at gmail.com. There is multiple ways to get in touch with me. Um, short of just straight up texting me, uh, but you can DM me as well, um, on those, uh, on Twitter as well. My DMs are open on both the show and my personal account. So if you need something or have a question, um, and if you have a question that you don't want on the show, you just want to ask and you want me to answer, uh, on a DM, I'll, I'll do that too. So, uh, whatever you want to do, however you want to do it, just make sure you get those questions in for next week's Monday mailbag. We'll be doing those every Monday. Uh, let's talk a little bit about this Grizzlies-Bucks game. Um, you know, the Grizzlies started pretty terrible. Um, they started, um, they started like one for or two for fourteen or something like that. I mean, it was it wasn't great, but um, they, uh, they they played hard. You know, they they didn't start well, but the starters were were missing a lot of shots, but. They played well, or they played hard. Uh, they were fighting for a lot of loose balls. Uh, Marcus All was shooting the ball. At one point, I tweeted that I, uh, he was he had missed some shots or something. But yeah, John Roser, as John Roser uh, uh, so uh, eloquently pointed out, that he's sh- he's at least shooting the ball, and, and and he's right. I mean, we we begged and we pleaded and said, hey, you ha- you have to shoot the ball. You have to you have to be aggressive. You have to do these things for the Grizzlies to win. And he was. He just wasn't making. He just wasn't making anything, uh, which is fine. You know, you'll take those if if you're aggressive. You're playing hard. Um, you know, you're you're playing with energy and you're shooting the basketball. You're taking shots. You'll you'll take that. You you'll you'll take that the the fact that you're down and uh, Milwaukee's a good team. Then that's okay. Um, and I think that's probably one of the 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 the, the main reasons I was I had uh, a huge rant earlier this week on the show about this Houston game because it was just you know, there just wasn't much there you know especially in the second half uh, the Grizzlies get down early though um, they were uh, let's see I have it here I have it here because I wrote the recap last night for uh, for last night's game on GrizzlyBearBoost.com if you want to check that out as well it's on the home page uh, they started one for seven from the field in the first few minutes. 
uh, Bucks six point early lead. Um, the the uh, Grizzlies were shooting just twenty one percent from the field and sixteen percent from three out of the starters. Uh, then the bench lineup came in, and that was um, that was pretty cool because a bench lineup of Omri Caspi, Shelvin Mack, Javon Carter, Joe Kim Noah, and Jamaka Green. Uh, were apparently uh, that was apparently it. That was apparently the winning recipe for the Grizzlies because they came in and 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 really brought a lot of energy uh, to the team. They brought a lot of energy to the building. I mean, it was the first first time I heard the heard that building and that loud in a, in a very long time. So uh, they brought a lot of energy to the building. They 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 played very hard. I mean, they were scrapping for every loose ball. The defensive rotations were extremely well. I mean, they were, they were on point. Their defensive rotations were better than the starters. Um, and as much shit I've given Joe, Joe Kim Noah, I mean, he was out there when it was happening. I don't know if he, I don't know how much he's providing to that, but he was out there when it was happening. So defensively, he was doing something. Uh, Jamaka Green was playing fantastic. Omri Caspi, uh, for much of the game, including the entire game, now that I'm looking at the box or the vinyl box, uh, Omri Caspi, your leading scorer. But for the most of the game, he was, he was it. He was, he was the best player on the floor for the Grizzlies last night. Um, Amir Caspi and Jamaka Green were were kind of the, the catalyst for that bench that bench unit right in the first before the first half, and they got the Grizzlies back into it. They were able to get the Grizzlies all the way back. Uh, I think within like two, um, if, before the starters kind of rotated back in, and they played they played extremely well. Jamaka Green had a poster on uh, Ilyasova that was like he like dunked him into the ground. It was. It was the most awesome thing I've seen in several weeks <laughs> at the forum. Just just that alone, like that alone was worth worth the price of admission last night. Um, but you know, Jamaka Green played well. It's Fourteen points in the game, eleven or four for eleven from the field, uh, ten rebounds, and another double double off the bench. I mean, Jamaka Green he just continues to have double doubles off the bench, which is which is fine with me. Someone's someone's got to play. Someone's got to score. I mean. Uh, and the starters came back in that that first half and were able to to continue. They they didn't they didn't start off well, but they were to come back in that game and they were able to do some things and and start playing better. Mike Mike Collins started playing better as he as he came back in the game, um, and they went into the half. I think they had led, I think about five. I think it was the halftime. It was like fifty to forty five at half, and and you're in that game. You know the the Bucks scored twenty eight in the first half, twenty two in the or excuse me, twenty eight in the first quarter, twenty two in the second quarter, um, and the Grizzlies twenty and twenty five, twenty and twenty five respectively. And you know the the big thing is that first quarter, that first part of that first quarter, that's that was a really, really kind of hindered them in that first half. But again, the bench came in, they were able to overcome it. And the biggest thing about this, the first part of the the first half. Um, or the kind of the middle part of the first half with the Grizz, with the bench unit in there. The the biggest thing about that is they played hard. Even the first part, even with the starters in that whole first half, they played hard. They played like they wanted to be there. They played like they deserved to be there. I mean, they played like a they played like a basketball team that wanted to win a game. And you're like, all right, this is this is cool. Like I, I think I tweeted like this is fun. Like I'm I'm okay. I am okay if that's what we're doing on a nightly basis. And you lose. Like I'm okay with that. I'm fine because I understand the Grizzlies just aren't as good as everybody else. They've got some injuries. They don't have as good of players as other teams do. Uh, partly due to injury, partly due to roster construction. And yeah, they're they're flaws with the team. I get it. 
Um, and I'm okay with that. Like, I'm okay if we go out there and we play hard. Uh, if we go out there and you compete and you, you, you just, you, you know, you just try. You know, I'm, I'm okay understanding that sometimes you're going you're gonna to lose those games because Milwaukee is a really, really good team for a reason. There are a lot of other teams that you're going to play coming up that are good teams for a reason, including the Rockets. That's, off, that's, that's okay. Um, and, and if you continue to do that every, every first half or every game, if you play like you played in the first half, you know, you're going to win some games. Like, they're gonna be, you're going to be competitive in the, in the first half throughout the game. You're going to win some games. The same thing happened in the first half of the Houston Rockets game. They were competitive. They played hard. You know, if you continue that momentum in the second half, you, you, the outcome's probably the same. You probably lose. Like, James Harden probably goes off. I mean, you probably understand that. But that's okay because you competed, you played hard, and, and you just lose because – Houston is a really good team. I mean, and Jason Harden is like a superstar. You you have to you just understand that, um, and and that's that was the that was the most uh, you know promising part of the first half. Like you can see, like okay, they this is this is better. Like this is you're progressing. You're doing things. You're, you know the starters didn't play well, but that's okay because the bench came came in and kind of saved you um, and, and did some things well. And then the second or the starters came back in in the second half or the second half of the second quarter, excuse me, and we're able to continue that all the way through halftime. So that was the most promising thing about that first half. And then you had halftime. And for whatever reason, the Grizzlies have halftime and they decide that that is not, that they're going to get worse. I don't know. Uh, we'll talk about the second half. We're going to take a quick break. We'll talk about the second half and how all that unfolded and came crumbling, to, uh, crumbling down uh, for the Grizzlies. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the show. So the second half happened, um, halftime happened, and then uh, the Grizzlies, um, they had, like, it, you know, in Space Jam where you get the secret, the the, the, the tunes get the secret sauce, the Grizzlies do that, the opposite of that at halftime. Whatever the opposite of that is, that's what they do. Um because they came out actually in the third, the first part of the third quarter, they they played, they still continued that they played well. Like that first part of that third quarter, I was thinking this is different, and I'm okay with it. Uh, the Grizzlies are competing; they're still playing hard. I mean, I get it. Like it's it's good, it's fine. Um, it, it was different than what happened in Houston. And then um, Marcus All hits a huge three. They go up one, and you're like, man, this is okay. The crowd's into it. Um, you know, they they. This looks like they're going to stay competitive. I mean, because that was a question at halftime. I even tweeted it out that I was like, you know, now what? Like you did it the first half, you're competitive. Now what? What are you going to do in the second half? What are you going to do when you come back out and 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 you have to stay competitive for another half? Because they didn't do that. In, they didn't do that in Houston, and they're notorious for it. So um, that was kind of my question: is is now what? And 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 they had largely answered in the first part of that third quarter. They largely answered that question with they were going to stay competitive. And they, uh, Bullenholzer calls a timeout after that three, and then everything just everything fell everything fell apart. Um, 
they took actually they were able to get they were even able to get four fouls on Giannis, which was good. You know, kind of they took him out of the game for right at that uh, that uh, timeout because of the four fouls after Mark hit that three, um, and then Eric Bledsoe scores nine straight, and it's just like man. And once Eric Bledsoe scored nine straight, this team just folded. They 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 you, they, you could tell the entire uh, body language, the energy, everything changed, um, and it was just. You know, it wasn't, it was just, it was just, you could tell right away that they knew they were not winning this game and they gave up. And, and that, I think that is the biggest problem that, you know, not only I, that's frustrating for myself, it's frustrating for fans because you just want your team to go out there and you just want them to compete. You want them to play hard. Like I said, if you, if you just play hard like you did in the first half, you, in the first half, you were two for 14. Um, the starters were. 20% and like made one, I mean, they were, they were awful, but they competed and they played hard. And so they were able to stay in the game because they were just, they played hard. They understood that um, the shots weren't falling and they were, they were going to, you know, that was okay. And the, the bench came in and, and really helped them out. And, and they were able to come back in that, the starters to come back in in the second quarter and continue what the, the, uh, the, the bench unit had done. And that's kind of the issue is that you can't just fold like that. That happened the same thing, the same way in Houston. In the early part of the third quarter, Houston went on a small went on a small run, and that small run turned into a huge run, and then it was over. And the same thing happened. They went from uh, nine like a nine point uh, run, and then it turned into an, uh, a sixteen zero run in like three minutes. I mean, they were they were down. I would think within three three minutes of game time, three to four minutes of game time, they were down eighteen points, and it was over. Um, and, and that's that is the most frustrating part about this loss is that it just all that's what you want you guys to do out there. Uh, mentally, you you can't you can't just cave like that. And that was kind of prevalent when we talked to everybody in the locker room. It was just it was a mental game. It was you, you know you can't continue to give up leads. You can't continue to give up runs like that. Um, they had eight turnovers or eight or nine turnovers in the third quarter for 20 points. It's just, it's just, you can't, you can't win any basketball. If you have eight turnovers, just about, uh, anybody, especially a Milwaukee, a team that runs, um, if you have eight turnovers in one quarter, you're, you're not gonna, you're not gonna win very many games. Uh, total, it was 15, uh, 15 turnovers for 25 points. Um, Jared Jackson Jr. Largely non-existent two for seven from the field, uh, with seven points, uh, 21 minutes scared. You know, if you want to look at silver linings, uh, Marcus all Mike Conley only played 24 and 23 minutes because they didn't have to, uh, because the game was over. So they got a little bit of rest. If you want silver linings, I think most people probably rather have the win. Uh, but you look at silver linings, uh, Justin holiday got the start last night. Uh, and in the second straight, second straight game in a row, a starter that started the game for the Grizzlies was also out there during mop up duty. Javon Carter was the last one, and Justin Holiday was this one in this game. Justin Holiday still not playing well. He was one for four from the field, one for two from three. Uh, but he finally made a three, I guess. He was five points, uh, four steals, four rebounds. Uh, just one block shot, two turnovers. Just, you know, not not great. I think now Justin Holiday's like one for 16 uh, from three. So, you know, they're going to have to get that turned around quick. I mean, if you want, I don't know what Justin Holiday ultimately is. Um, I know what Justin Holiday is supposed to be. I don't know what he ultimately is. Um, I've already said it on this show. You overpaid for him, um, but he's here now. 
And so I was glad to see him get the start. And I even tweeted the fact that he got the start because um, he's here now. You paid you paid money to get him basically, so you got to see what you got to at least play him and give him the minutes and see. I mean, you have to do something, um, especially giving up as much as you gave for him. Give, gave up for him. You have to at least see what you got. Um, at least give him the minutes. And if and if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. If he's not eventually, if he's not good, he's not good. And you just put him on the bench, and he walks away this summer, and it's another kind of, you know, thing that Grizzlies messed up. It's you, you just you add that to the stockpile of of trades or draft picks or assets they've given away to get guys that didn't work. You just add that to the pile of things they've screwed up, um, which is look like it's trending in that direction. But you at least have to give him the minutes every night, uh, at least especially right now with your wing rotation or ring depth as like it is would basically non-existent. Um, with Garrett and Justin and Omri playing kind of the wings. I mean, uh, you have to, you know, you have to give them the minutes now because, hey, you don't have anybody else to play. So it's not really like it's going to change. And, you know, it's a guy who is who is largely playing well for the Bulls, not great, but playing well, uh, making some shots, uh, defensively doing, doing things really well. So um, the, that player is in there somewhere. Uh, it's just going to take some time, I think, to find it. So I think patience is probably the, um, you know, that, that that's the key on Justin Holiday right now. I think it, it'll come. Hopefully it'll come. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. If it doesn't, he's not good. That's okay. Uh, you move on. It's not okay, but you move on, and, and that's in and whatever. Uh, but you, at least, you have to give him the chance. Um, and I understand he's like one for 16 from three now. Um, so uh, not great, uh, as, as, uh, as we've noted, but... You know, you have to at least give him the give him the time to uh, to make to make a difference or to turn to learn stuff. I don't know how much that time is. I don't know what the time time is like of learning schemes and defensively and offensively for trades like that. Um, so I'm not sure exactly. Usually, how long someone says, "Okay, now I've learned it," um, but he has been here a, a little bit now. So you you think by now he's getting a little more in tune with offensively what is expected of him, and and guys are getting used to playing with him a little bit more. So. Um, I think you'll continue to see him play. Um, hopefully, he'll uh, he'll he'll get out of his shooting slump and and be a contributor on a regular night for the Grizzlies. Um, Mike Conley, and Marcus All, both 14 points, uh, took 13, 14 shots respectively, uh, which is fine. Look, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna gripe gripe over the shot the shot distribution night because it was such a the game was out of the game was over basically mid third quarter. The game was over, so I'm not gonna gripe about the shot distribution right now because. It is what it is. I don't think it's a game where you can probably uh, really, you know, from the especially from the final box score, it's like not a game where you can really um, determine exactly who should have taken which shots. I'm not able to complain about Jaron Jackson's minutes. I mean, you know, should you have gotten Jaron Jackson involved early earlier on? I don't know, maybe, you know, but I, I think that's so far off of what's wrong with this team that I don't, I think that's like so far down the list. There's so many things wrong. I think that's pretty far down the list of what things you should be talking about. I don't, I don't know. Um, you know, the, the defense was just, it was just not good. It was not good at all. Um, so, you know, and it's that defense starts with the perimeter play. You know, if you, if you can't stay in front of your guy, okay. If you get screened out of the play or if you can't stay in front of your guy, then if they make it into the lane, then the help defense has to come from the weak side into the paint. And as we say it time and time again, as soon as that help defense comes into the paint, they kick it out for an open three, and it's just open three after open three. But that starts 
with perimeter defense and how you play the screen in action, or if you just can't stay in front of your defender. It starts there. Once you get once you get um, someone driving in, into the lane, once you get you know action inside the lane, the, the the defense is naturally going to collapse. I mean, it has to collapse. It has to uh, rotate to the driver. Someone has to help. And that leaves open three-pointers. So the way they play the screening action, the way they are able to uh, the, the not stay in front of uh, players on the, on the perimeter, and it starts there. It, that, if the open three-pointer issue starts on the way you play the perimeter um, because that dictates how everything else on the defense flows. The way you play the screening action, the pick and roll, that, the way you do that dictates the way the rest of the, the defense flows. Um, so... Stopping those dribble drive penetrations, that that's kind of your your main starting point. And the Grizzlies they failed they they failed at that again last night. Um, Eric Bledsoe just blew by a bunch of people getting straight line straight line drives to the rim, and it's almost affecting them enough where they're afraid to help into the lane because they know if they help in the lane, then they're just getting kicked out to the three pointer. So you saw in the Houston game as well they they kind of got froze because uh, James Harden was getting just drives right to the rim. And they were freezing because they were freezing. They were kind of staying attached to their man, didn't really, you know, what they should be helping or not. And then, uh, and then in that second half, they uh, they overhelped, helped into the lane, and then kicked out for three pointers. So, you know, the way you the way you people are, you know, able to stay in front of their man, um, it's in front of the guards on these teams is, is kind of where it starts. Uh, the way they put the, the pick and roll is where it starts. If you can't fix that. Um, the defenses can continue to struggle. So they have to fix that right away. Coming up next, we're going to listen to all the player sound from the locker room, and then we'll wrap up this show. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the show. Let's start with Omri Caspi. I've never been in a game There's so many swings. Being down two and then going down 30 and then coming back down 10. So it was weird. Yeah, you guys took that one point lead and then they go on a 19 0 run. What was not working for you guys there? I don't know. A lot of open threes. Uh, and, and they made some, some shots. At this point, you've got to slow the game down a little bit, maybe you know, get a foul and, and try to get back into it through our rhythm. I feel like the game kind of got away from us. Uh, we're playing the dirt speed, a lot of turnovers. Uh, when they go out and run, you know, here, you know, our defense can't get set, and that's it's tough for our defense. Andre, do you feel like you've got an opportunity here with the injuries and, and having played well recently to maybe lobby for, for, for a larger role moving forward this year? It's part of you know, the NBA, obviously. You know, so you've always got to be ready, stay in shape, stay in rhythm. And the opportunity ready, he's there for you, so you got to perform. Overall, how would you describe the, the, the team mood right now? It's pretty crazy. pretty sucks, you know. It's, you know lost 10 10 last 11, so, you know, 
we got to take a stance as a team and uh, you know, we got to stop the slide, you know, and it's, it's been like that for a while. So enough talking, we got to do more on the court and change, change our rhythm, change, change what's going on for us because it obviously doesn't look good. That was Justin Holiday. Uh, let's look, listen to, uh, excuse me, that was Omri Caspi. Let's, let's go to Justin Holiday now. It's good to see one go. Hopefully, a lot more going for this. What's maybe been the biggest uh, transition for you and Justin in a couple weeks ago? I'm just trying to learn everything this team you know, likes to do. Um, and you know, when I say learn it, also you know, have it to where I can react quick without thinking. Uh, you know, I'm just trying to, again, as many reps as I can at what the team wants to do here. And, and you know, the more I know, the faster I can, you know, can, can get to it, the better I'll be. A bit of a learning curve, maybe on both sides, where they're figuring out what you like mm-hmm. with the ball and you're figuring out what they do. Yeah, I mean, I think so. Uh, you know, it's, it's tough, though, when you kind of figure out exactly where and when it's going to happen for me because I'm not, so, I'm not used to, to everything. But I'm, I'm getting there, uh, getting more comfortable. Um, and I just think, you know, the more comfortable I get, you know, the better it'll be for everyone. The you know, more they'll be able to see and end up. I'm sure you've already answered this, but can you just describe kind of, I mean, how hard is this adjustment been for you? How hard? Um, I would say it's just challenging. Um, again, I've you know, been on that team for years and did this certain thing a certain way that I knew right in the back of my hand. And to be somewhere where you don't know it like that, uh, you know, challenges you, but at the same time, I think it's going to just, it's going to be good for me. It's going to help me grow. Uh, I think I can adjust. Um, that was um, that was Justin Holiday. Let's go to Mike Conley. You think tonight's going to be different? Uh, for sure, man. Um, after that, it was in the blink of an eye, something happened. You know, and, um, one, you know, they're a good team. They make runs like that, and that's what makes them one of the elites. But we have to do a better job in those points of the game of realizing. Uh, what's going on, you know, when they make a run, when we turn the ball over, uh, don't get a good possession to find something, find something within ourselves to calm things down, not panic, um, and not let one play turn into two or three to really snowball into, you know, what you saw in that third. You guys beat them in a close high-scoring game on their court basically two months ago. Are you guys just that different? Or? Uh, you know, it's, you know, Right now, we're we're just trying to find it, you know, just trying to find something. Um, you know, we, we've always been a defensive team. We've always had tried to hang our hat on that, and um, we we haven't been that consistent. But right now, offensively, we're just trying to find it. We're trying to get guys um, easy looks, opportunities, and we're just making you know shooting ourselves in the foot a lot of times, turning the ball over, and you know unforced errors and stuff like that that you know really kind of turn momentum into the other team's favor and um, we have to practice it and we have to continue to try to work on it. Mike, given you and Mark's age and what you make for this franchise, is it important to you guys to make sure this season doesn't kind of slip away? Oh yeah, um, Mark and I have had a sense of urgency from day one. For me it's a special season, you know, I didn't get to play last year at all so uh, every game means a lot to me and, and it's really hard losing from, you know, in my, my perspective. Um, and I know I have to be better. I know I, I have to be accountable for uh, things that I need to do better in the games um, and take my responsibility and, and 
you know, try to get us back on track. And for this long of a stretch in your time? Um, yeah, we've had we've had teams that have been tested, and um, this is no different. I think that we have a lot of good guys in this room. A lot of guys who've been on different teams that have been in similar situations, and um, we just have to find a way to you know to to feel what winning's like, to get those winning habits back. You know, it's hard when you feel like you do everything you can some nights and it just doesn't go for you. And the other nights, like tonight, you just miss uh, a, a six, seven-minute period of a, a game that costs you the game. And, um, you know, we just have to find a way to put it all together and, and build some momentum because, you know, these games are not getting easier as we go forward. What is the, the feeling for you, Mike? You guys have never had a stretch like this that I can remember with you and Mark both healthy. With Mark out or you out, you guys have struggled, but you guys are both relatively healthy. Does that add to the frustration that you've seen when you guys are both playing this yeah. kind of uh, Yeah, I think that's what makes us most frustrated because we're, you know, Mark and I are used, so used to winning. Um, we've, we've built a lot here. We've, you know, kind of set standards in a way that um, everybody who's coming here has followed that and, and the group here has done a great job as well, but for whatever reason, we just have hit this slump and haven't been able to get out and, um, me and Mark, you know, both take a lot of responsibility on that, and we have to be better if we're going to be better. You guys had a meeting last week that Mark called and talked about some of the stuff and how good performance in San Antonio. But now you're facing some of the similar things. Does something else drastic need to happen given? I mean, you guys have won seven games since Thanksgiving. Um, really, you know, nobody coming to save us. You know, we, we have to do it. We have to find a way. There's no other way around it. Uh, the guys in the locker room understand that, and... Uh, and we can't lay down for anybody. We have to continue to, to to be that team that, regardless if we win or lose, you felt us that night. And I think that we, somewhere along the way, um, in the last month, have kind of lost that part of ourselves and that part of our identity. And we have to get that back. Like what Javon and J. Mike and that energy they brought tonight is what we all need to be uh, capable because we're all capable of doing it. And, uh, and, and at some point, we have to look in the mirror and, and do that. That was uh, Mike Conley. Yeah, I mean, he, you heard Peter Edmonds say it. Peter Edmondson say it there. It's they've won seven games since um, since Thanksgiving, which is uh, pretty terrible. So um, yeah, I mean, they, they they have to they have to be, be better, bring more energy. Here's Garrett Temple. Mark makes that one, makes that three pointer. Guys go one. What happens? Man, I, I came in here and looked at the play by play. Uh, because I wanted to watch it. I couldn't wait to watch the film. Um, first of all, we had eight turnovers in the, in the third quarter. Um, first of all, the you know, starters, we didn't bring it in the first half. Whole game, honestly, but, you know, the bench did what they were supposed to do. Third quarter, uh, after we caught, after they caught that timeout, they honestly, they took the honest out. I didn't even realize that. And we had three turnovers in that stretch. And um, missed some shots, got a couple of shots blocked. Uh, and they're a fast break team. You know, when they, when they get on the fast break, they score. So, what do you guys have to do mentally to come back out and compete in the second half? Say just, compete. I mean, because you guys compete in the first half. You just got to compete. I mean, it is what it is. Uh, it's, it's nothing you can really talk about doing. You just have to go out and compete and not let one run, uh, you know, basically put you in the dirt. And that's what we did. And that's honestly been a thing. Uh, we got to figure something out. Uh, Gotta come out and complete. We, we can't let we can't let one run um, bring our, bring our uh, you know, have our 
heads down, and that's exactly what happened tonight. Um, it was you know, embarrassing, honestly. You guys beat them in Milwaukee on their on their floor. Does that seem like a really long time ago now? Or? I mean, it was you know how many months ago, but we had a whole different mentality, man. Um, yeah, we really had that grit and grind mentality. Right now, we're um, we're not playing with nearly as much um, confidence on both ends of the court. And uh, you know, we in that game they made a run in the second half, and we were able to withstand it and, and punch right back. And that's something that we haven't done over the last month at all. Uh, when any team has made a run, this basketball is a game of runs, and uh, it's going to be something that we we got to figure out some type of way to get it back. You think this team is different from when you guys started the season mentally than then and now? Uh, from when we started, I mean, yeah, every team's going to be different mentally. Uh, four, three, three or four months in, we're not at the spot where we need to be mentally. That's for sure, and we got to get back to it. Do you think the efforts where it needs to be right now? No, no. I mean, you, know, you let somebody go on a 19-0 run. Uh, some type of way, you got to figure something out. Um, so I don't think the effort is where it is. I think our guys looking at, I mean, it, it'd be human nature to look at the record and see that, you know, the, the math starts to work against you to what the goals were at the start of the season. Is that is that part of it, you think? Not at all, because I don't think the math is working against us. we got 30-plus games left. And um, last I checked, before this game, we were three games out of the loss column, out of the eighth seed. So... 30 plus plus three, 30 and three is a lot, a lot of time left. Running theme there for those guys. And that locker room was really just, um, you know, effort. You know, they have to continue to get back to what they were doing earlier in the season. I mean, this team, Garrett's right, this team is completely different. I mean, 180 degrees from where they when they started this, this year as far as the way they, you know, mentally and effort and the way they play the game to now. Um, so that's something they're going to have to, if they want to go back to winning games, they have to figure out a way to um, just play hard. Just like Mike said, Javon, Jamichael, those guys played extremely hard tonight. They were in the game. Um, they they played like they wanted to win the game, and the rest of the starters didn't. Once that one, once that first run hit, they didn't care anymore. They gave up. And, and Mark Mike Conley said it when he, you know, they have to be able to get back to what um, doing what they were doing. Or in the year, even if they lose the game, at least they know they went out there and competed and played hard. And I think that's, um, I think that's anybody can ask for. You know, like I said in the, earlier in the show, if you go out there and play hard, you lose the game. That's okay because you, you at least competed and you you, you tried. Uh, and then some teams are just better than you on some nights. But uh, that's it for today's show. Make sure you follow the show on Twitter at LockdownGrizz. If you want to be a featured sponsor on this show, make sure you email me at LockdownGrizz at gmail.com. We can have that conversation. We have a great audience, and it continues to grow every single day. Make sure you follow us at subscribe and iTunes. Go get your get the, download the podcast wherever you get it. Stitcher, doesn't matter. Or just go to LockdownGrizzlies.com. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.